Welcome to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Welcome back to another episode of the Powwow Life Podcast. Thank you all for joining me again this week. So, if you haven't listened to the first season of This Land Podcast, please, please, please go check it out. Rebecca Nagel in that first season covers a really important topic with tribal law and a court battle in Oklahoma, really that had implications that could have affected all the tribes in Oklahoma and losing their reservations, which would have had consequences for tribes all over the country. So it's a really important podcast and the Supreme Court did rule on that case. So you can listen to that podcast and kind of follow that case all the way through to the end. But Rebecca is now out with season two of This Land Podcast. And so I have her back on as a guest this week, and I hope you enjoyed that interview with her again. So check that out in just a couple minutes, but I do have a few special announcements first. First, I'm really excited to announce that as part of our 25th anniversary celebration this year, we are announcing a powwows.com college scholarship. Super excited about this. So we are working with the American Indian College Fund, and we are funding a $5,000 annual scholarship to tribal colleges. But I need your help with this. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to create merchandise, some some t-shirts, some stickers, and other things that's going to help fund that scholarship and make sure that we can give that $5,000 every year. And hopefully, with your help, we'll be able to give even more. So head on over to www.powells.com scholarship and see some of that merch. Right now, we have a t-shirt available for sale that has the words... Um, resilient, educated, indigenous on it with a really cool design. I hope you'll like that. And we've got some other things coming soon. And these items, some of these will be limited. Like the t-shirt only has a hundred um, of them made right now. So go check that out. www.powells.com slash scholarship. I want to also say a special thank you out there to our Patreons. Those are the boosters of powwows.com. Those are the people who have joined our Patreon and are giving monthly contributions to powwows.com. Let me tell you what we're trying to do with that, and, and thank you all for helping us get there. We are trying to increase the number of webcasts we're able to do. Right now, we are working with really the big powwows that can bring us out and, and do all that. So we want to create some funding where we can get out and tell more stories and should bring you powwows from all over the country, not just these big events. The big events are awesome, and they are great, and I love doing them. Uh, some of my favorite trips, I get to go out to some of these big powwows. But we know there's some really good dancing, singing, and stories taking place at some of these smaller community powwows, and we want to be able to afford to send teams out there and stream those. So consider joining our Patreon and helping us get to that goal. You can do that over at www.powwownation.com. And don't forget, since this is our 25th anniversary, we are doing a big giveaway for that. We're giving away 25 Pendleton blankets. Those will be given out at the end of September. So make sure you're entering. You can enter daily over at www.powells.com slash 25. The number's 25. You can enter, enter every day and get bonus chances to win. We're even putting bonus codes in our live streams, in our newsletter, and even at the end of this podcast. So listen to the whole interview and you'll get a bonus code that you give you extra entries into that contest that just you get. Anyways, thank you all for being here. I really appreciate your support. Uh, I hope you'll enjoy this podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen, and make sure you tell a friend, and let's get more people listening to the Powwow Life podcast. Thanks, everybody, and I hope you enjoy our interview with Rebecca Nagel. Guest this week is 
the person behind this land podcast. And if you, and season two is getting ready to come out next week, which I'm excited to talk to her about that. But if you haven't watched or listened to season one, the storytelling for a really complicated issue happening in Oklahoma was amazing. Rebecca Nagel did a fantastic job of breaking down a really complex issue, making it a compelling listen through a podcast. Um, so, Rebecca, thanks again for talking to us for about your season two. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let's let's first talk about this land season one. You started the podcast really to talk about an issue going on with your tribe. Um, and so I guess for those who are not familiar, you know, if you want to introduce yourself and kind of tell us how that first season kind of came about. Sure, sure. Um, my name is Rebecca Nagel. I'm a citizen of Cherokee Nation and I live here in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. And the first season of the podcast, This Land, um, was about how a 1999 murder um, here in Eastern Oklahoma turned into a Supreme Court battle over the reservation status of five tribes here in Eastern Oklahoma. So the specific question in the Supreme Court case was about the reservation of um, Muscogee Nation. And then because there are five tribes here in Eastern Oklahoma that have a similar history, the decision was interpreted then by Oklahoma courts to apply to all five tribes. Um, and so it was actually, it's a crazy case. It took the Supreme Court hearing it actually twice to make up their minds. Um, so in the summer of 2020, um, Muscogee Nation got that verdict. And then there were subsequent cases um, that affirmed the reservation status of the other four tribes. So it's, it's, it's a huge historical victory for over a century. Oklahoma had operated and acted like our reservations no longer existed. And so often um, with treaty rights, with tribal sovereignty, you know, once once the federal government or once a state steps on it so long, it's um, even though it's what the law says, it can be hard for courts to still respect those treaty rights and still affirm them. Um, and and the Supreme Court did that, you know, and uh, it was it was a historic victory. And one that could have had implications all over, like you said, you know, this wasn't just something maybe facing the five Oklahoma tribes, but I mean, this could have could have really set up a lot of lawsuits uh, all over the country. Yeah, and there have been some courts that have already cited it in other treaty cases. Another tribe in Oklahoma here, Osage Nation, um, they're bringing, they're asserting their treaty rights and their reservation status, citing the McGirt case. So I, I think we'll be seeing the ripple effects of this case for decades to come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, like I said, season one was phenomenal. I, I tell people when I, you know, when somebody asked me, you know, what podcast should I listen to? I'm like, okay, we, we start going through my, like, uh, in this lane. And they're like, what's that about? I was like, well, it's the Indian version of cereal. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's the same. Uh, it's a story told in sequence um, with not just a, a one person telling your story, but a really interesting way to mix in uh, stories and narration uh, as well as, you know, first person interviews. So um so now you're looking at tackling what could really be an almost more complex issue. Um, I guess, so I, give us a little introduction of what season two is going to be about. And then I want to talk about you know, how you even got to this. 
Yeah, yeah. So season two is an investigation into one case. And so it's another big um, court case that I've been looking into for years. Um, And as I kept poking around, I just kept realizing what a big story it was. So we put a team together and we spent a year investigating. Um, The case started when a white couple in uh, the suburbs of Dallas wanted to adopt a Native American toddler that they had been fostering. But that toddler's tribe Navajo Nation had found a Navajo home. And according to a law called the Indian Child Welfare Act, that Navajo home was where the child was supposed to go. Um, That white couple sued um, to try to keep the child. Um, And then a couple of things happened. A really, really powerful corporate law firm stepped in and the attorney general of Texas got involved and they filed a federal lawsuit. And so now um, that case is basically... um, waiting on the steps of the Supreme Court. We'll find out this fall whether or not it will end up there. Um, But it has big implications, not just for the Indian Child Welfare Act, but really for the health and future of tribal sovereignty. So it's it's a case that could do that could do a lot of damage if it goes to the Supreme Court. Yeah, one of the things that intrigued me when I listened to your kind of the, your trailer or the preview for this season is just how you, as you start unraveling this, this is tied to so many other issues. Um, yes, yes. And when you start putting politics in there and the attorney general getting involved, um, yeah, things can get really messy. And, and all the while, there's a child here. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, we saw some of this happen. If people are familiar with the um, baby girl case that happened in 2013. Um, and, and that was actually kind of like the, the snowball that rolled downhill. And so the, this present day cases grew out of the effort to strike ICWA down that started with baby girl. Um, but I think that that's what a lot of what we found in our reporting is that you know, what has happened to these children who are in foster care, um, what has also happened to their families is really sad. And it's a great distraction from all of the really serious constitutional implications of these cases and all of the various moneyed interests and political interests that have gotten involved and really like taken up the spear to try and fight ICWA. Um, And so we spent a year, you know, investigating those people and asking just why, you know, why this law, why this case, why would all these people be interested in it? Yeah. And really one of the things that piqued my interest when you said, you know, you put a team together for a year, the fact that, um, an issue like this has now risen to the to the point that a group of journalists can spend a year digging into something that's exciting to me that means that there there's attention being put on some of these issues and to bring it into mainstream media that's really exciting and and i know you're working with crooked media and I, i i guess the helping to do this Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we worked with um, Cricket Media and with a podcast company called um, Critical Frequency. So we had we had an awesome team of reporters, um, including Amy Westervelt and Maddie Stone and um, Martha Troyan, who's a citizen of Black Sewell First Nation. Um, and then we had an awesome team of producers and editors. And so it was really just a big group effort. But yeah, absolutely. You know, I I've been interested in in the Indian Child Welfare Act and this series of cases that have been brought to try and strike it down 
for years. And so I started looking into the lawyers and looking into, you know, the right wing think tanks who are attacking ICWA and trying to piece it together. And every time I connected a dot, the web just got bigger. And I realized that it was too big for one article or even just me as a reporter that was too big for one person. And so, um, you know, I brought this idea to Crooked and we, we put a team together and we spent a year investigating and, you know, we, we found some information that has never been shared publicly before. And I think, you know, you, you talking about being excited about journalists, um, looking at this, you know, as a journalist, I'm excited because I think that the last time, ICWA was in front of the Supreme Court. And honestly, we even saw this with the McGirt and the Murphy verdict. I I think that non-Native media is so ignorant about tribes, about tribal sovereignty, about federal Indian law. They just consistently get it wrong. And they're not, they're not reporting even factually accurately on the law. And they're also not asking hard questions and investigating things and connecting the dots or even like fact checking the story that's being told. You know, that was a big actual discovery in our reporting was that the story that's being told about what happened in these underlying custody cases doesn't match what we found when we went out and talked to family members, when we talked to caseworkers, when we read through the court trust court testimony, you know, it's been been presented to, you know, like the Atlantic or the LA Times or the New York Times is a different story than what we found when we dug it up. And so I think that it's really important, um, one, to get to the truth. And then two, um, you know, for there to be mainstream media that has a degree of competency, <laughs> basic competency about tribal, sa- tribal sovereignty and the unique political and legal status of tribes. Oops. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Let me uh, put my phone on. Do not disturb. Um, I'll put it on silent. But yeah. So it's it's exciting for me as a journalist to be able to to create this and produce it. And you know, whether it's the the other case, the murder case and and um the tribal land and things or the Indian child welfare act. These are really complex issues that, like you said, have a lot of layers. Um, and I don't know that it's, it's something a lot of people really dig into. Um, you know, I, I talked to an attorney, we interviewed him a few weeks ago. He, he uses TikTok to talk about um, tribal sovereignty uh, and it's I find it interesting that that some of these issues are now coming up and more people are kind of becoming aware of what's going on with some of these cases and the fact that there are even um, questions and challenges to the these issues. Um, in the in the first season, what what has been the reaction from some of the people listening? You know, what what did you hear from listeners as far as like you know just getting into the, these issues? Yeah, you know, I mean, I heard. Um from a, a lot of non-native listeners, you know, and especially a lot of people from Oklahoma that said, you know, they didn't know this, they didn't know this history. You know, we talked about allotment um, and a lot of people had never heard about allotment. Um, and, and I heard too from tribal citizens. Um, Cause I think as a lot of people, as the case was headed to the Supreme court, um, even within our tribes, people understood that, it impacted our reservation status, but people didn't have all the information about the case. And so I think it's really important for us as tribal citizens too, to have 
good reporting on the legal issues that impact our tribes and impact our families and impact our lives. And so that, that would be cool. Um, you know, pre COVID, I don't really run into people (laughs) that much these days, but pre COVID, you know, to run into people, um, at different events and stuff and for people to say, Oh my gosh, you know, I learned a lot from your podcast about the case and stuff. So that, that was cool too, to hear that feedback. So, and I hope, you know, I think that this case, um, it's called Brackeen v. Holland that the second season is about. I think, you know, if you care about tribal sovereignty, if if you care about um, indigenous rights in this country, you need to be paying attention to this case because the legal arguments being made in this case, what, what they're saying is that ICWA is unconstitutional because it's based on race, that it's basic, it's racial discrimination and you can't, you can't treat a native child differently than you would treat a non-native child. You can't treat a white foster parent or a non-native foster parent differently than you would treat a native foster parent. But we know that ICWA, like all of federal Indian law, is based on tribal citizenship. It applies to kids that are enrolled in a tribe or eligible for enrollment. So it's about that kid's relationship to their tribe. Um, and if ICWA is unconstitutional because it's based on race, and so it kind of wipes away that unique political status of tribes, well, then what about the IHS hospital where I get my health care? Why is it constitutional for them to serve me, but to turn non-Native people away? What about our hunting and our fishing rights? Like, why would we have the right to fish somewhere where somebody of a different race doesn't have the right to fish? What about casinos? What about land rights? What about, you know, all of the things when you start going through the government's trust and treaty responsibility that it has to Native Americans, if ICWA is unconstitutional because it's based on race, it could impact all these other things. And so that's really why this case is scary because it could start off a domino effect. And that's why I think it's really important for tribes and tribal citizens um, to really be paying attention to this case. And it's, you know, it's like you kind of have to get, you have to like pull up the hood on like constitutional federal Indian law to like get to where like you understand what the threat is, you know? Um, But it's really, really important for us to pay attention to these things um, because they, you know, they'll impact us and they will impact, it will impact future generations. Yes. And what she's saying, everybody out there listening, this is why you have to get out and vote. Um, Not only are you choosing your local legislators, your federal officer, but these are the people who are appointing judges. Um, These people hearing these cases are appointed by political people. It's an unfortunate situation in some cases, um, but that is how we get our judges. So make sure you are voting. Um, That's so important. Uh, All right. So this season comes out Monday. Yep. The the first two episodes drop on Monday. All right. And how many episodes are we, do you know yet? There'll be eight. Okay. Eight episodes. All right. Weekly after the first one? Yeah. Every Monday. All right. And we can, where can everybody go to find this? Yeah. So you can find it anywhere you subscribe to podcasts. So Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, um, and it's also on thisplannedpodcast.com. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to Monday morning and, and digging in. Um, I hope I'm not late for work. I'm trying to <laughs> listen to the first two episodes, but uh, I, I, my day job is with an, an attorney general. So um, it's it's work research, right? Um, <laughs> well, Rebecca, yeah, very relevant. <laughs> Rebecca, thanks for being on and, and telling us again about your, your show. I'm, I'm really excited to see where this is going to take us. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Thank you, Rebecca, for spending some time with us. Like I said, be sure to go listen to season one and season two of This Land Podcast. It is fantastic. She's really taking on some big subjects here and telling these stories in a great way. You'll find it, I mean, it's it, it's tough to listen because it's a hard topic, but she does it in a really entertaining way that'll keep your attention. All right, as promised, as part of our 25th anniversary giveaway of those 25 Pendleton blankets, I have a bonus code for you all for staying until the end. So here it is, 5353. Head on over to www.powells.com slash 25 and enter the code 5353 for your extra entries into the contest. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate your support and I hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember, we we stream these um, interviews that we're doing live on Facebook and YouTube every Thursday night. So you can join that and interact with the people watching or if you need to just enjoy it here on a podcast, you can do that too. And take us with you, whether you're in the car working out, running, however you listen to podcasts. So you have multiple ways to listen to these interviews, but thank you for listening to them any way you can. I'm Paul Gowder from Powell's.com. Thank you all, and I hope you stay safe and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Power Life podcast from Powell's.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find a powwow near you by visiting www.powwows.com forward slash calendar. Support powwows.com by visiting www.powwownation.com. Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.